Hey Phil. Hey Laurie. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Phil. We had a baby. Congratulations. I've got a wonderful little son, uh, born £9, 12 ounces. Yeah, everyone I've been saying that to has been wincing. I know, right? Yeah, he was a big boy. He doesn't seem big because I've got a daughter who's nearly two. She's, either she seems huge now <laughs> or he seems tiny. But uh, listen, thanks so much for those of you who've been in touch to say congratulations and I hope it went well. It did go well and I'm on paternity leave, so this isn't really an episode, is it, Phil? No, we're not. I don't think you're going to edit this or anything like that. No, that's what we said. We said this. This is going to be a no edit episode. So if it's really shambolic, you'll know why. Was it an episode? Are we no, call it? No, no, no. It's a little notice. We said we tied you over with something, and it's been well, just because of being a new dad and everything. I'm a new dad. New dad for the second time. You can tell I'm tired. Uh, there hasn't really been an opportunity to sit down. Although you did record something all on your own a while ago. I did, and then you recorded over it. We had <laughs> Sorry this, about we that. We had this whole plan thing that you're going to release it, and it's going to be a little joke and blah blah blah. Nothing. It no, was really, just recorded it was a lot straight of fun. over. It was quite, quite enjoyable hearing Phil sweat it out doing a solo presenting thing. It wasn't very well. good. I, I, I struggle without you, man. That's what. That's yeah, the, we both do without the other phil uh, uh well what can i say uh, we should do a little bonus or something to you know actually make it worthwhile people tuning in but what i will say listeners is i did see kong skull island before uh, the baby was born and i it really interested to know what you guys think i'll try and do it in bite size i thought there was a lot to enjoy in the first bit i thought jordan or jonathan Vot roberts i can't remember the guy's name who directed the kings of summer makes it feel really fun at the beginning and brimming with life really 70s nostalgia stuff going on really zippy dialogue very efficient character portraits great rock star soundtrack and some nice sort of homages to different films so i, I picked up uh, the lost world jurassic park jumanji and a lot of vietnam films as well all that stuff is really good, but I just felt ultimately it gets let down because you can't avoid it ultimately being about a giant ape just smashing <laughs> stuff up and beating up another giant monster and as you well. And you don't think that's fun at all? I think it's just, it's not it's not enjoyable anymore in the same way. The spectacle of giant monsters is not that much fun. And I think when you add in the extra ingredient of knowing that this is part of Legendary Pictures' monsterverse, they clearly think that this monster fight thing is a goer because they've greenlit another Godzilla remake in 2019. And then Godzilla... What, separate to the previous one? Yeah, yeah. And then Godzilla versus Kong uh, in 2020. And I, that just makes my heart sink right to my feet <laughs> because obviously they think this monster fight thing is good. And you don't. Well, what do you think? I don't know. I, I, it's hard to say. I haven't seen Kong Skull Island. Fair enough. I, will say, listen, I wonder what you think, listeners. I really like jo- uh, John C. Riley, who turns up later on. He's really funny and he's really well cast and that they let his reins loose, which is really enjoyable. Tom Hiddleston continues his major career slide. Honestly, I, I, I almost think that Loki was the high point for him these days. Really? Yeah. What about uh, Brie Larson? She's good. She has a pretty standard role. She plays an anti-war photographer, in her own words, and doesn't do an awful lot. They hint at her being the beauty for Beauty and the Beast this time around. Although, you know what, Phil? Because someone asked me about this. Is there a Beauty and the Beast thing going on mm. in King Kong? As was the classic, right? And that's kind of... It was the... Beauty that killed the Beast, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and that was the kind of the whole point of the film originally. And there was one scene in this film that really made me think, hang on a minute. And so if we've got a modern Kong here, because there is one particular shot of Toby Kebbell, poor Toby Kebbell, who gets a... Is he in this film? A, he gets a really surprising role. <laughs> he will, you is will he think, the monkey? No, <laughs> no, he's not. I thought that was going to be it. No, he plays just a sort of uh, a war guy. They Does go he get in killed? And, well, I'm not going to say anything, but I felt sorry for him yet again. Let's just put oh, it that no. But there's a scene where he's on his own up against a giant lake, 
um, and sees Kong emerge. But the thing is, the camera angle puts Kong in reverse shot, and you see a massive shot of his like muscly gorilla bum. <laughs> and that, with Toby Kevill in the front of the frame, I thought, hang on a minute. Are they trying to flip is it round? Is this going to be a Kong for the new age? Gay Kong, as opposed to King Kong. <laughs> I really, really thought that the beauty was going to be Toby Kevill for a minute. Or well, maybe Kong was going to be the beauty and well, Toby exactly. Kevill would be the beast. Well, exactly, exactly. And I thought if they'd done that, how hilarious would it have been? And kind of how interesting <laughs> would it have been? But uh, alas, I don't think uh, that was the direction they were going for. So they hint at it with Brie Larson, but not quite enough. Uh, anything else to say? No, I'm quite surprised. You just did like a mini proper review. I thought we were wow. really going to do like 30 seconds and like, hi guys, bye guys. It's pretty good. It's quite efficient stuff there. Hopefully that gave people a few thoughts. Uh, have you been watching anything, Phil? No, I've been taking a break because, you know, that's what you told me to do. So. Yeah, well, and so have I, and I've been really enjoying it. I have to admit, paternity leave is a blast. I mean, it's a tiring blast, but a blast nonetheless. What grade would you give Kong Skull Island, by the way? I would probably give it a B, actually. I, it is disappointing in the latter half, and after a while you sort of, you just suddenly realise, oh yeah, I've seen all this before. And some of the jumps and some of the scenes have quite a low-key feel to them. There's kind of takeoffs of Predator down the line. And it's annoying because the early half was so imaginative. It felt like Vault Roberts just got constrained by the studio eventually. So I think a B is about right. Okay, well there you and go. Just watch you... out for Tom Hiddleston. I think I hate his hair as much as anything else. <laughs> I think it must be in his contract that his hair has to be that way because he starts it out with like a dishevelled sort of brown hair and stubble. And I thought, oh, maybe he'll do a good job as this rangy like adventurer guy. But then the minute they actually sat on the expedition, the beard is gone and the blonde highlight quiff is back. I'm like, get it, get it. Come the on, night he... manager look. Yeah, exactly. He needs a new stylist, man. Yeah, mm. come on, Tom. Well, if you've got thoughts on Tom Hiddleston's hair, you can email us in superbadybros at gmail.com or you can tweet us at superbadybros. Laurie, what have we got next week? Well, can I say quickly, one thing that uh, I'd really like to do for Benedict Seal, who has been in touch, uh, is that he... I'm going to put an edit point here. Oh, we said no edits. You said no edits, man. This is the the window. This is terrible, Benedict. I apologise. He is... Uh, running or helping he's hosting no, <laughs> I'm just scanning the email next Saturday March 18th which is in two days time because we're recording this late on Thursday he is hosting the closing night screening of the Oxford Human Rights Festival the year, uh, this year's theme is home and they're screening Hector with writer-director Jake Gavin in attendance for a post-film audience Q&A Benedict really knows how to put on a show Phil uh, he's if, like a proper person yeah, we're, just, we're just fake people uh, and it's taking place at the John Henry Brooks building main lecture theatre at Oxford Brooks University that's up in Headington if you're nearby tickets are free good news open to the public and bookable at oxfordhumanrightsfestival.net so do check that out if you can should I read a little note from the festival programme yeah just catch my breath there, Phil. There's <laughs> no anything. It's terrible. A portrait it's kind of, of an invisible man and an authentic account of homelessness within contemporary Britain, Hector is at once a powerful character study and an insight into the lives of those on the margins. The film takes a warm but unflinching look at the realities of homelessness on the move through a tale of alienation and heartwarming reconciliation. Peter Mullen's masterful performance brings us face to face with the stark reality that the only difference between you, me and a man like Hector is a mere twist of fate. Intriguing. So there we go. Benedict, I apologise it's coming later than I'd hoped. But, you know, I hope you can cut me some slack with the whole paternity leave thing. And listeners, if, you get, if you're get if you free on Saturday evening, why not pop along? That'd be great. And you could meet Benedict Seal, star of the Super Betty Bros show. 
<laughs> I'm sure that's what he wants to be known for. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, well, and was there anything else we wanted to say? Well, Keep we wanted the- to remind people about the broads. That's going to be the big thing when we come back. So if you've got nominations for those categories, if you've got ideas about those sort of things, you can check it out on Twitter. We've put the nomination categories up. We're loving the things that you're sending in, so get them in if you've got more ideas. When we come back, we're going to absolutely nail that and do the proper rewards full on. Woohoo! Woo! That's the one. Super Bro style. I'm looking forward to that. It'll be fun to catch up with it. Um, so do keep sending us stuff in, and thank you to those who've tweeted and emailed about it. And one other thing which has come to my attention today, uh, this is amazing, Phil, the BritishPodcastAwards.com. There is a Listener's Choice uh, Award, and... This isn't coming from me. Some of our listeners uh, have nominated us for it. Have they really? Yeah, yeah. And um, they've put it up on uh, our Twitter profile. And forgive me, I, I'm not a, I haven't been responding on Twitter. I'm going to give you the keys to the Twitter account, Phil. Yeah, so do, you can do, jump do. On that. Uh, but yeah, that uh, BritishPodcastAwards.com. I think Nicholas has tweeted the link to it, and he's saying vote for us there that would be amazing phil wouldn't it? that'd be lovely that'd be great that's so kind of you guys thank you so much yeah it's really kind and genuine even to be uh nominated even to be nominated <laughs> is such a privilege <laughs> we should say for your consideration or something on the email header uh would just be fantastic and it, it means a lot to us that you guys enjoy what we do so i think that's all i have to say and also, well, we're looking forward to being back when we are properly back. Yes, we're not going to be back next Monday. Uh, I will be finishing paternity leave towards the end of next week. So it's possible that a show will be happening uh, not this coming Monday, but the one after. Yeah, so watch out for it. Uh, thanks for your patience, guys. And thanks very much for all the emails you've been sending in. And uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. We'll be talking about Beauty and the Beast, the live action oh, remake, won't we? Yeah, I guess That'll we be will. fun, won't it, though? <laughs> Well, will it? I mean, I yeah, I won't be talking about Ghost in the Shell on that show, sadly, although I will have seen it by then. So we'll do that in a couple of weeks time. Maybe that'll make up for Beauty and the Beast. Maybe it'll just compound this whole sort of terrible remake culture. The good thing is, though, is if you get the chance to see Beauty and the Beast before we do the show, you can email us in and that means we could read out your your thoughts oh, on the thing. Oh, we'd love to do that, yeah. As we're reviewing it. So that'd be great. So if you go see Beauty and the Beast then let us know what you thought of it. That would be fantastic. Uh, and that's it. I was going to suggest we add in a little bonus or something. But do you Can you think anything? of a bonus on the fly? On the top of my head. I have been thinking about a few things. Uh, I, what I need is my little list of things, my phone. Your magic not, list. With no of... editing allowed, I just kick the microphone. Hold on a moment. Carry up, Laurie. I'm running out of music. Hold on, hold on. Okay, let me just see what's on my list. I have been making notes from time to time. Um... Uh, oh, okay. Let's just do... The, well, here we go. How about this? I realise that everyone... I think everyone must have a handsome version of themselves in the world. <laughs> what do you mean? Have you, considered, have you never heard, thought about this? Have you never watched a film or just seen an advert and there's a, someone in it who looks just like a friend of yours, but like the handsome version? <laughs> have you ever thought about that? Um, yeah, I know what not you that mean. We, not that your friends are not handsome, but kind of, you know, there's movie The stuff. improved version of Yeah, them. exactly. It's like some... If, you, if, if genetics the world, were better, this yeah, is what they would look just like. Just slightly honed. It's like there's someone out there, a genetic Photoshop person. Is there anyone... Raw model. Would you dare tell me who it was that you'd uh, seen? It wasn't me, was it? No, I don't think it was you, Phil. I'm trying to remember. There was something along these lines. I mean, I used to get told things like, I look like Keanu Reeves, which is so obvious 
obviously untrue. So like, like, in that you way, seem to brag about it quite a lot. Do you? Well, it's stuck in, of course, it was stuck and in Hugh, my mind. Hugh Grant, you always need to go on about when well, you Hugh went to Grant, China. I got mistaken for in <laughs> China, ridiculous. but that's just because I got brown hair and uh, you know. <laughs> and you were like, oh hello. <laughs> I worked for a guy who used to introduce me to clients as like, isn't he just like Hugh Grant, who's an American guy? <laughs> it was never my favourite introduction to a meeting, I have to say. Did you bumble your way through and charm them that <laughs> way? <laughs> no, I lack Hugh Grant's charm, as it turns out, Phil. Or maybe he lacks yours. Possibly. But there we go. Was that, how's that for a mini bonus? Yeah, it's pretty good. got others. I don't think I picked the best one. It's because it was at speed. Man, we did well. For an unedited show, I think this is quite good. Well, let the listeners be the judge. Uh, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. Sorry this is late. Thanks for your support for the bonus. Hey, why are you apologising? No. You're pretending to leave. This is all bonus. It's true. Okay. Don't apologise, man. <laughs> be yourself. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.